Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to Negro Please Radio. I'm your host, Chris Allen. How's everybody doing? Um, as you can see, I'm in this hotel in Toledo, so I can't be loud. Um, sorry if you get wet listening to this podcast because I have this motherfucking uh, sultry ass, uh, easy listening late night DJ voice. Uh, <laughs> There was a radio station back home called uh, Warm 101.3 Rochester. Uh, I can't li- I can't lie man as a kid uh those are some fun memories because uh I just remember feeling very uh cozy. <laughs> um I-, I can't remember I think so. oh when I was a really really little kid uh, we had one car, and I want to say my mom used to pick my dad up from work, or it would it would be late at night, and I remember I would have my blue. It was like a cowboy in uh, uh, at the time, cowboy and Indians, or cowboys and Native Americans cover, and I remember they would pick me up and put me in the back seat, and they would play that warm one on one point three, and um. I just remember just it just felt nice. I don't know, man. When you're when you're like a kid, when you're like three or four, and when you when one of your parents picks you up and you're already wrapped in cover and they like uh put you in the car or put you in the bed or something like that. This is uh I don't know, it's like a very safe and uh it's a great feeling. I just I just remember uh laying in the backseat of my dad's uh blue Monte Carlo and just like some some real uh i'm trying to think of a song like baby come back they would play shit like that you can blame it all on me Mm-mm-mm. shit like that just like that that real uh cool laid back i don't even want to call it uh r&b i don't know what it is i don't know what you call that shit man but just all those 80s 70s and 80s hits that were just kind of like um it's not R and B because they were white artists. I don't know. I really don't know. It's maybe soft rock or something like that. Soft rock or I don't know. I don't know if it was pop. I don't. I don't. I don't know what it is. But uh, it just it was nice because some nights it would be raining or it'd be like really cold outside, and I would be all wrapped up in this blanket in this in this uh, in this car in the back seat. Man, it just it just felt good. And then we would get home. They would uh, pick me up. Running the back door, I, I, it was just something nice about him. I, I felt really uh, loved and cared for, and like you know, because they they didn't bother. Hey, wake up, put your jacket on, put your boots on, put your ring. It was none of that. Just like oh, let's just wrap them up. Let's not wake them up. But uh, man, I, I remember that. So uh, very very fond memory. It's it's very weird what your brain um, holds on to. But uh, yeah, those are very fond memories as a as a very very young child. Yeah, I was the I was the only child at the time. That's probably one of the few memories I actually have of being the only child. Is all those car rides. Other than that, I don't remember uh, much before my sisters. To be honest, I'm trying to think. Yeah, I don't really remember. I don't remember the first time seeing either one of them. Like, why isn't that in there? <clears throat> But I remember these uh, warm 101.3 car rides for some reason. But uh, I digress. Uh, welcome back, everybody. And as usual, off the top, I want to take the time out to thank each and every last one of you guys for tuning in, downloading, streaming, 
However you're taking my podcast, I appreciate it. So do me another favor. Tell a friend, enemy, coworker, tell somebody about this podcast. Um, <clears throat> yeah, sorry about my voice, man. It's, it's very early. I was up uh, not too late, but I was hanging out with uh, some buddies. But I, I'll get into that. Um, man, um, I'll jump into my milestone. For those who don't know, uh, we have an eight-year-old son, soon to be nine. Uh, his name is Miles, and I like to talk about the different things that he's going through. Um, right now with the summer, honestly, man, not not much of anything. I, I took him out a couple of days ago to hang out with his buddies, uh, Yossi and Liam, at the pool in uh, in Charlesville. But he's such an indoor kid. He, he I, I got to give it to him. He, he was he was cool for a little while, but he did not like being out there. And it turns out, one of the twins, they don't really like being out there. So he's really no different than than any any other kid. You know, he's he jumped in the kids' pool for a little bit, but uh, it was just a lot a lot of people out there, and, and um, so we didn't we didn't stay very long, maybe, maybe about an hour. Um, and he's been working on a, a troll level for his mother on uh, Mario Maker Two. And if you don't know what a troll level is, it's basically a, a Mario level where this is a bunch of uh, trick blocks, uh, maybe like false pits, um, paths that leads you nowhere, paths that lead you to death. Um, but uh, yeah, because we we uh, we kind of started bonding over video games, watching those type of videos. Now he likes to, uh, to build them. He actually kind of moved away from building on Mario Maker for uh, for a while. He was on um, he was building things on uh, his iPad for a long time, doing that. Um, what's that one called? It's called um. Geometry Dash. He really got in that, into that for a while, and that kind of died down. And uh, now he's back to the Mario Maker and making uh, levels. And I, I'll, I'll I'll say this: he's actually starting to finish more of his projects, which is which is cool. That's something that uh, we've always talked about with him, like because he loves to write stories and make all this kind of stuff, but he never really finishes it. Um, but. He finished this level. He worked on it for a couple of days. He was really testing it out and changing things around. And, you know, it's, it was it was nice to see him actually focus on a project and, and get it done and be excited about it. I think she's going to play the, the, the level this weekend. I'm pretty bummed that I'm not going to be there to watch her play. But, um, yeah, uh, he said he's going to make me one, too. So maybe um, I got to learn how to get all that shit set up for streaming. But it, maybe if I can at least record it and I can upload it, uh, uh, me playing his troll level, I, I would love to do that. Um, yeah, I'm actually, you know what? I have actually been toying around with the idea of hopping on Switch. I've been uh, pl playing with the idea of doing the, hey, I'm not a gamer. But I have to ask myself, who would really watch that? You know, because there's just so many people that are really, really good at games. Uh, I think maybe if I did it, I wouldn't maybe not go live. Maybe I would just I would just play uh, some troll levels that are really above my level. I think it could be fun or funny. Um, but we'll see. <clears throat> Man, it's hard talking at this low level because my voice is still kind of raspy. Um but man, um oh so uh, yeah, as you as you can see, I'm in a hotel. I'm in I'm in uh Perrysburg. Uh, Ohio, which is basically just outside of Toledo, so it's Toledo. Um, this club has a lot of history, a lot of um, uh, 
lot of hours spent here at the at the Toledo Funny Bone as a very very young comic. Um, it was almost a year to the day that um, I featured. No, I'm sorry, not a year to the day. I want to say um, almost nine years to the day. The first time I ever featured, uh, I was still pretty new at comedy. I would say maybe, maybe three or four years in at the most. I, to be honest, I was such a, I was not ready. Um, I just, I had, if you think I don't have confidence in myself now, you should have seen me when I first started, man. I, I just didn't think I could do the time at all. Um, but it was, I was uh, featuring for Brandon T. Jackson. Uh, if that name sounds familiar, you've probably seen him in, uh, uh, I think the movie's called Lottery Ticket. I believe it's called Lottery Ticket. I can look it up. Lottery Ticket, if I'm not mistaken. No, was he? No, I don't think he was a Lottery Ticket. Uh, yeah, he was. I'm sorry. Lottery Ticket and um, Percy Jackson. He played the Minotaur, whatever the fuck you call those things. But uh, yeah, uh, nice dude. You know, Hollywood celeb. Uh, kind of crazy, if I'm being honest. Now that I look back at it, I MC for him one time, and he was like, I want you to come feature for me in Toledo. It's like, cool. I was just so happy I got this celebrity comic like who likes me. So I'm up there in Toledo, and I'm, I'm so nervous. And um, I'm supposed to do 25. The very first show, I do like 17 minutes, man. I'm just blowing through my material. I don't even remember how well I did, if I did well at all. But the manager here, Nadia, uh, I remember her pulling me into her office, and she's a a feisty, tiny Lebanese woman, very spicy. And she uh, she yelled at me, but uh, we had a, a pretty good relationship. She's a a, a girlfriend of a, a good friend of mine. They've been uh, together for a very, very long time. But uh, she pulled me in her office, and she was like, "If you don't get your shit together, I'm fucking pulling you off the show. I'll fire you right now. Don't you do this on my stage? If you're gonna do it, fucking do it." And this is almost verbatim, man. She dressed me down. This tiny, tiny lady. I mean, Nadia is is probably five foot two, and I mean, she's always a, been a very thin woman, maybe a hundred and five pounds soaking wet. And she is just laying into my shit. I was so scared and uh, nervous. My wife was here and uh, she pulled me into the, my wife, after I got yelled at, we went into the green room and um, while Brandon was on stage and she, she was like, give me your set list, give it here. And we went through all the jokes. She was like, do this. You didn't do this. You said this wrong. You got to slow this down. You got to, all right, so next show, you got to get it together. And then the next show, I did my time. I did very well. And uh, I had a fun weekend. So it's just, it was a very classic moment. Um, not cl In my mind, it's a, it's a classic memory for me. Uh, uh, a defining moment for me, man. Uh, I'll never forget that, man. Having her yell at me like that and having my wife pull me aside and go, all right, I got your back. She, gave, she made me feel so much more confident, and the rest of the weekend was just a, a great weekend. So shout out to Nadia and my wife for um for being there, being tough on me, and telling me what I needed to hear and not what I wanted to hear. And uh, but I'm back. Um, I'm uh, I'm featuring. Uh, I'm way more confident, way more seasoned. I'm here with uh, my man Mark Norman, and. Um, 
I got to hang out with my mentor, man. It was it was great. I haven't seen Vince Morris in years since I moved from Ohio. I haven't seen him. It's it's been so long. Um, he was so intr instrumental in my development as a new comic. I spent so many hours watching this guy doing comedy. Uh, I remember seeing seeing him on um, on Def Jam years ago, and he blew my mind because it was just so different than what I had ever seen from um, comics before, especially black comics. I was just, and that's not a, a negative thing. It was just so different. I was like, man, but this is before you had Google and you can look people up and follow them and stuff. So I remember watching them and, and you just couldn't go back and watch stuff over and over and over again. It's like you saw it and that was it. And if it happened to be on another time, uh, I'm going to say, yeah, when I first saw it, this is before even on demand was a thing. So you saw it and it was gone, you know? And uh, I hadn't seen him in years. And I'm out in Vegas and my buddy Keon, uh, a.k.a. Booyah, was like, hey, man, after my shift tonight, I'm hanging out with my boy Vince. And I was like, oh, okay, he's a comic. And I'm like, yeah, I'll come down. And I was like, Vince, I was like, that sounds familiar. But I, again, it's 2008-ish. Um, this is years after I had seen him. And I had just started doing comedy maybe uh, about less than, less than a, a year from this time. Actually, this this is... um. Probably mid-2009, because I started I started in um, December of 2008. So this had to be, yeah, around uh, mid-2009. Uh, and um, I go to hang out with Booyah after working, and I get down to Harris Casino in Vegas, and I meet him at this outdoor club. He goes, hey, man, this is my man, Vince Morris, man. I was like, I know that name. And uh, he taps his guy on the shoulder and turns around, and it's, boom, the Vince Morris, the guy from Def Jam that I was absolutely obsessed with his comedy. I was like, holy shit, that's him. That is the guy. So the first real professional comic I ever got to meet was the guy that I looked up to, and he became my mentor, um, which is uh, extremely crazy. And then what's even more crazy is about a year and a half later, due to some things that went on at work and my job in the Air Force, I ended up moving to Dayton, Ohio, where he lived. So, uh, and I got to be honest, even that early on, that early on, I kind of took these as signs as like, hey, man, I think I'm supposed to be doing comedy. <laughs> I know for some people that's very, very like, yeah, things happen, things are random, you know, there's no real big meaning to anything. But for me, I took that as a sign. Like, I think I might be on the right path. Uh, the, here's this guy that I was... I was enamored by his comedy. Years later, I get to meet him. And then about a, a year and a half later, the military moves me to the same town where he lives. So uh, it was it was nice catching up with him last night. We had a great time, man. We laughed and um, we talked comedy. We talked uh, all the BLM stuff, all the stuff that's going on with society, police brutality. So it was just me, him, and Mark Norman just sitting there talking comedy and all these social things and it was just nice, man, being around two comics that you truly, truly respect. They respect you. They understand where you're coming from. And you can really just have like a, a open and honest discussion about what what's going on in America, uh, just politically, racially, uh, comedically. You know, you don't have to worry about like, oh, I can't really say this because he's a white dude and he'll get mad or he. And he's like, he's not like Mark's not like, oh, I can't ask this because I'm white and they're black. Now, man, it's just like you we fix shit in this country by getting to know different people 
respecting them, building a relationship. And over that time, you ask questions and you learn. You learn. And then when you go back to your original group, whether it's white people, black people, uh, Filipinos, gay people, whoever it is, you can go back to your other group. And whenever they say things that may be uh, either ignorant, closed minded, uh, intentionally or intentional or unintentional, you can go, hey, man, my friend is black, gay, trans, um, Italian, uh, Filipino. uh, And that shit ain't true. He's actually a really good guy. They're good people. She's really nice. That's actually not true. I asked him about that. That's not even a thing. We talked about that. That's what's important, man. Getting to know people, learning people's uh, cultures, um, just getting to know how other people operate, how they see the world. So when when you, like I said, man, when you when you go back to your other groups of friends and family. And you can go, hey, and they, and they say things. You can go, hey, man, that's that's not cool. That's not true. Um, if anything, yeah, just, you don't even have to say it's not cool. You can just go, actually, that's that's not true at all. That's really not even a thing. So you can you can stop saying that. Or actually, that's not right. That's that's how I think that that is really how we can heal this country, man. This is just getting to know people, groups of people that you really don't interact with that often that you don't know much about. And I, and I'm not saying you force this, but you know, it, when it, when it happens naturally, I think that's when that's the best. Uh, and I, I definitely can't say there aren't any uh, people who are racially biased or even uh, racist in the military, but for the, for the most part, man, most of us, I would say it's, it's a pretty good representation of, uh, society because you do you do we you do get those people who come in who have have had absolutely uh zero to very limited interactions with people of other races and cultures and you get them spun up and that's that's one thing about the military man it it just it smashes everybody together into this very stressful um life-altering experience of joining the military all these people from different backgrounds different countries um, different age groups. Cause I mean, up until that point, mostly, especially if you go in the military at 18, you kind of just been around people your age, other than your family, maybe at church. And if you had a job or something like that, but for the, for the most part, you don't really hang around a lot of people, uh, in a big, in, a, in such a big, um, varying, uh, age group, uh, outside of your family. At least I, I didn't, I hung around high school people. Yeah. I had a job as a high schooler, but I didn't really I didn't hang out with any 24 year old people, you know, but in the military, it just it just kind of forces you to be around a, a, a bunch of people uh, from just so many different walks of life. You would have never come across living in Rochester or uh, Topeka or, you know, just wherever the fuck you're from in bumfuck Iowa or some shitty West Texas town, you know, just um but uh, overall, man, we had a we had a we had a great night. Uh, I couldn't sleep last night. I was up to like fucking three o'clock in the morning, just just up, not even doing anything. But so yeah, I'm, I'm here at the Toledo Funny Bone. We had one show last night. It went, went very well. We had a great time. I saw Reese Leonard and uh, Dominic. Both of these guys were very very new comics when I when I was coming up here. I was yeah, I was maybe yeah three four five years in. Um. And these guys were 
new, I mean, less than a year, maybe a little over a year. Uh, I want to say I got I got Reese or Dom, his first guest set, guest set here. Um, but Dom is now running this. He's running the, the club. He's like the assistant general manager. Reese is a grown man. He's got all these muscles now. He's tatted up. He lived in Chicago for a while. He's a good comic. It's just, uh, yeah, it's just coming back here. It, one, it brings back a lot of memories. And two, honestly, it shows me how much I've grown and how much everybody else has grown. And um, I'm looking forward to the rest of the weekend. Um, yeah, man, it just, uh, I, after that happened, I talked last night with Vince and Mark and, and, and realizing not to um, not to really focus on people that you, you can't change and, and just, just do you, man. It's, it, it's so true. All the shit that's going on with, you know, just certain groups of people who they're just, just willfully ignorant. And I'm talking people on all from all sides of the spectrum. It's just, you're not gonna call, you're not gonna change closed-minded people's minds. You're not. You know, you, you you're not going to. And honestly, getting just staying, I would say the staying mad and focusing on those people is such a waste of time and energy. You know, they are who they are. And uh, all we can really do is focus on people. One, focus on ourselves and focus on people who want to make things better. Um, but the people who don't, hey, that's all on them. And we just we, we can't we can't really spend too much time. If they want to get on board, they they can. If not, fuck them. Um, but, yeah, it's going to be a fun weekend. So uh, thanks, everybody, for tuning in, watching, listening, however you're taking the podcast. I appreciate it. Uh, sorry if this is a little quiet. Again, I'm trying not to. Uh, disturb the people here at the uh, at the hotel I'm staying at. It's just a little extended um, stay hotel. Got the fridge and shit, but uh, I digress into. I don't know what I'm talking about at this point. I'm still kind of tired, but I know I had to get up and get this done. I, I I'm done. I'm trying to be. I'm trying to be done making excuses. As you as you can see, I, I brought my stuff with me, and I'm trying to make it work. Oh yeah, see my hair. Uh, this is about. I want to say about a week and a half. It's, it's changed a lot. Um, this is a, this is not the ultimate look that I'm looking for, but this is this is how it starts. As you can see here, it's start. I'm starting to get some what they call growth underneath, and as this grows, these are kind of shorting up a little bit. And, and what I'm going for, if you want to see what I want my hair to look like, if you get on IG or and uh, you look at Nigel Sylvester, he's like this black BMX dude. He has these. He's kind of has like a. a like these drill, he has dreads like this, and they just they're kind of free form and they hang all over the place, but they're not they're not down on his face. He's he's got um a lot of growth underneath, he's got it faded around. Uh, I think it looks really dope, and that's the look I'm going for. I have no idea how long it's gonna take, but uh that's the look I'm going for. This is um I have to as much as I like it, this is a very tough look for me. This is um but I'm I'm trying to work on being patient, not needing all this instant gratification because this this whole dreads thing it's a long process, and I have to say it's it's killing me because I I just want the finished product. I'm not used to it, and uh, I'm I'm learning to just deal with it and embrace it and love it and like it, which I do I do like it, but it's it's not what I want right now. It's just going through these awkward growth phases that are um, gonna be tough, but uh, it's just uh, I think it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna help me out. It's gonna I know people are like you're being dramatic. This is gonna be this is definitely a journey for me. This is gonna, this is gonna be tough for me. Um, 
because this is uh i'm very very particular about how my hair looks man <laughs> and this this is tough but i'm gonna find a way to, to just relax and make it work for me because i know in the end i'll get what i want i'll be extremely happy but this is a long uh process and i'm i'm uh i'm excited so that's the look right now this is this is it <laughs> this is what it looks like without without the headband so it, it's de it's definitely changed a lot i'm i'm actually already kind of getting used to seeing myself in the, in the mirror and seeing my silhouette where my cuz i'm used to seeing like my little fro in my silhouette but now i got the flat head so uh yeah shout out to crystal i i, I like it i'm i'm excited to for the uh, final product um yeah i'm happy man i'm i'm really happy this will be the first time i'm i'm actually doing something to my hair that i actually really really want you know it's just crazy at 41 i'm i'm finally like doing things that i want to do um to my you know my outward appearance and um it's just I, i'm really seeing that transitioning from the military to civilian life is really is not as easy as I thought it was going to be. Uh, so, <laughs> but that's for a whole nother topic and subject and time, but uh, there's a show. That's a show. Make sure you guys follow me on Instagram and Twitter. And uh, next week I'll be at the DC improv. I'll be emceeing for Janelle James. Let's see people. Look, I've got a lot of younger comics that hang out with me and I have to say this when I get out of here. Um, they really make me appreciate things that I'm doing. I get to open for some cool people. I get to to hang around some cool, um, just well-known comics. I get I get access to some pretty cool things when I go to New York, hanging with these people. And I I have to remember that. And um, a lot of the young comics comics that I hang out with, they do they do remind me of that. I do have to be more like um, appreciative and like step back and enjoying and, and enjoy the moment when i'm doing certain things uh because i just this is so much i want to fucking do like i love going to new york and hanging out at the cellar and seeing you know uh leslie jones and and uh i haven't seen chris rock or any of those guys but colin quinn schumer um atel uh just all those, all those people just popping in there. You know, uh, you just never know who's going to show up. You, you see just all the comics you look up to, everybody that's doing shit. You see just everybody that's on Netflix, Nate Bargatze. I saw Judd Apatow, just all these people. And I'm not even, I'm not trying to name drop here. I'm just, I really enjoy that. But there's also that thing of me where it's just like, I fucking know I belong in that. And I know I belong. I know I could perform in the cellar. I know I could do well. But sitting there uh, having to watch while I don't mind, it sucks because I know I could be in there. I know I could go on that show and not bring it down at all. But it's just that that's not going to happen for me right now. You know? Um, oh, so and I say all that to say like, I appreciate everybody like, man, you get to do all this cool stuff, but I'm still doing things that um, I'm doing things that you don't think I would do like MC MCing at a show. I'm, I'm not above it, but I, I appreciate all the kind words and people like, Oh, you made it. You're doing this. You're killing it. I, I'm still MCing. 
So uh, from the outside, I know I may look super cool, man, but I'm I'm still I'm still doing everything I can, man. I, I'm going to New York. I'm sitting around. I'm being quiet. I'm not getting on certain shows. It's just, you know, no one knows who the fuck I am. Um, I, I, yeah, I'm still emceeing at clubs that I've I've featured at that I've I've closed out shows in 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 the smaller room. But I, I, I'm gonna take it, man. I've been doing this. Thir- I'm not 13 years. I'm not gonna act like I'm above emceeing at a, at a club. I'm going to take that fucking weekend. I'm not, I'm not going to turn on the improv. So just know like people that you may, and I'm not saying anyone looks up to me, but you may look at somebody and think like, Oh man, a guy's doing, they're doing shit. They, that, that, um, that you don't think that they're doing man. Or that they, um, they've, I, cause to be honest, I feel like I've, I've emceed enough, but I'm not going to turn it down. I'm, I, I feel like I've done it. Um, I feel like I'm past it. But I'm not gonna turn it down. It's not beneath me. But I feel like I've done enough enough. But I'm I'm going to continue to do it. I'm going to take those those gigs um graciously and hungrily and without a doubt. Hell yeah, you hey man, we had to bump you down to MC. That's cool. You still want it? Absolutely. That's the DC improv. I'm not gonna turn that shit down, man. That is one of the best clubs in the country. But I digress. So I'll be at the um, the um, DC Improv next weekend. I'm I'm looking forward to it, and uh, it should be fun, man. So uh, you guys enjoy your your weekend. Make sure you guys are follow me on social media at Chris Allen Comedy. Oh, and don't forget, yo, the um the pre sale for my album has started. I, I posted a link a, a couple of times. I'll probably post it here again today. So if you can, please pre-order the, the album. If you have already, thank you so much. Uh, even if you don't, if you can give it a share, that would be fantastic. But uh, there's a show. That's a show I'm out of here. Make sure you guys follow me on everything social media at Chris Allen Comedy, A-L-A-N. I'm out of here. Peace, everybody. <laughs>